Supply. 702. The Love Connection. 14 minutes after 9 and uh, Lee Mansell, relationship coach, is here with me in studio. We're talking about sex, baby. Yeah? Sex! Sex! Mm-hmm. Do, do you talk about sex with your partner? Talk. Uh, Lee's just pointed out to me to say that it is sometimes more difficult for people to talk about sex in a relationship than to do the deed. We're going to explore as part of the conversation why that is the case. Why is it so difficult that so difficult to talk about sex than to do the deed? Yeah, what does the talking about sex reveal uh, about the two of you? Yeah, what is concealed that talking automatically reveals, and perhaps is is more comfortable not to to engage with in a conversation? But indeed. Relationships are deepened by that conversation, folks. You need to talk about your sexual preferences and what you'd like to see more and what, what you don't like to see. A lot of people suffer in silence. Uh, and, 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 and maybe your sexual encounter could be that much, that much more of a better quality if you even talk about your sexual uh, confrontation, not confrontation, your sexual engagements confrontation. Uh, so Lee, Mans- Lee Mansell is here with me and we're going to talk about that. And uh, we'd love f- for you to join us in that conversation. Those awkward moments. What were some of the things that you were trying to convey and they were just too awkward between you and your partner? Uh, and maybe those awkwardnesses are a sign of certain phases and milestones that your relationship still needs to go through. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. 011-883-0702. Lee Mansell is here. Lee, good evening to you. And thank you very much for coming through with all of the thunder outside. really appreciate you coming through to the studio. Oh, such a pleasure. Lovely yeah? to see you. And happy radio day. Happy radio day to you too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's quite a thing. I'm going to have a conversation about this in the final hour. Uh, just the conversation that is taking place on social media about radio, the relationship people have with radio and radio personalities. But talking about sex in a relationship seems to be an awkward thing for many people. <laughs> I know because it's something that even I find a little bit difficult you know, I, I, in my own life, but I see with my clients as well. It's something <clears throat> that they can talk with somewhat ease to me about but when sure. i when i say to them would you would you feel comfortable sharing that with your partner they're like no 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 and then we've got to go and unpack what is the internal dialogue the internal critic that is sabotaging you know their their desire to communicate with their partner but i think Aubrey, ultimately before you even start the conversation with your partner my invitation is to be playful curious and check with yourself what is the intention behind you wanting to have the conversation. Yeah. Because if my intention to have the conversation, say, with my partner is because I want to understand him better and I want him to understand me better, then the curiosity and the playfulness will really embrace the conversation and it will be something quite fun and, and, and enlightening. Yeah. But if somebody is wanting to is less integrous around their intention. They might want to get information from somebody that only just started dating. Mm-hmm. They don't really want to know much about the person because of the person, maybe more to wound someone or to blame and shame somebody. So I think it's very, and I, and I think a lot of, 
people sit with this fear of shame um, and guilt around speaking about their sexual desires because they might get um, judged. So, and I think that we judge ourselves for some of the sexual fantasies that we have. So if we judge ourselves around them, then we project that judgment onto others. We expect others to judge us as well. So I think I love having these conversations with my clients because they can unpack everything. I don't judge them. They can unpack all their fantasies, right. unpack all their desires, and then we can pack them neatly into a box that they can then go and present to their partners. I love what you've just said about the issue of intentionality, about what is actually the intention for you engaging in that conversation? If it's one to get a little more information, if it's about, uh, I don't know, titillating each other, that, that could... See, f- can I tell you my story? Please, Please do. I'll tell you my story. I'm the big initiator of sex in my relationship. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the guy that goes for it. And I, I initiate by having a conversation. Because that's my strong point. I, I know how to have conversations. I, I, lo- I know how to start a conversation about, you know, then I break into my radio voice, <laughs> drop the register a little bit, <laughs> get some Barry White Barry. music in the background. Uh, and, and, you know, cause I, and, and that's our play. That's how we play. Because we start talking about, you know, hey, hey, hey what do you want to hear? What do you want to hear? Anyway, we start talking about stuff, right? And, 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 and so, Ours, our conversation in my relationship about, about sex is playful and it's about, it's about that intimacy. It's about the titillation. It's about all of that kind of stuff because we, we, we understand that our biggest sexual organ is between our ears. So we play in that space, my wife and I. But I also understand that a lot of people sometimes as you said, find it very, very difficult to talk about these things because there is a shame factor for whatever reasons. Um, there's, a, there's a shame factor. People are a little bit queasy and a little bit awkward about sp- saying certain things and speaking about certain things. Is that something that needs to be overcome in a relationship? I mean, is it something that needs to be overcome or can people be okay without being as adventurous about the sexual conversation in their relationship and be perfectly okay and, and, and fine? Uh, or do they need to get to the place where Aubrey and his wife are, where, you know, we, we hey man, we, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> yeah? I think, it, I think it's a really good question and I think it relates to both parties, both people. Are they both um, enjoying making love with each other is yeah. it is it satisfactory is it um, pleasurable is it consensual is it something that um, I mean I, I know women that have never had an orgasm and for me that's I mean you get frigid women that there's a percentage of, of women that can't have orgasms yeah. due to physical ailments um, but for me the rest of the population of women that don't orgasm is that they're not having conversations. They're not having conversations with each other. They're not having conversations with themselves. Um, and and I think, I mean, for that, me, sex isn't something. just about, com- it's, it's yeah. not just about two people climaxing, yeah. right? 
the intimacy, like the one question of, of one of the checklists is, do you like to initiate sex? Do you like sex initiated with you with words or actions? So I think to to start really high level in having conversations with people um, before dropping down into the very deep, I don't want to say dungeons because that makes d- sex dirty, but <laughs> down deep into... It can get a little, it can get a little, it, it can get a little gothic. <laughs> When people's inner goats come out, you know, <laughs> can get to some places, right? But but I, I hear what you're saying, yeah? So I think, you know, it, it's so important that we understand ourselves. And and I love that about the, you know, women's lib and um, how women's sexuality and the importance of, of liberating ourselves not being liberated, but liberating ourselves sexually and how important that is to then be able to share ourselves with other people. Um, and equally important for men to understand themselves yeah. and to share, you know, I, I, I'm sure my partner won't mind um, me saying this, in that these conversations for him are really important to understand what I enjoy so that he can do that because he, his pleasure, sure. my pleasure is his pleasure. Sure. But he said... Equally important that you ask me what I like. So it's not just about what the woman enjoys, but I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah, and what do you enjoy? Yeah, yeah. Give, give us a call. Double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Very interesting that you mentioned the issue of not just the sex conversation between you and your partner, but between you and you. Yeah, and I think that because of, I suppose, certain conservative upbringing that we many of us at least are are brought up under it is sometimes very difficult to have a a non-judgmental unawkward conversation about sex and how we feel about sex because we've we've demonized sex and sexuality and the conversation about sexuality and so it's a thing that you do with your eyes eyes closed in the dark um without the the sanitizing light of, of 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 freedom, right? And I I I get that. I get that we we get into that space. But surely part of the intimacy of the sexual act is the conversation about it. Yeah. Um, you know, even as I speak to you now, I'm just trying to think about my parents having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> or, or my grandparents I can't see them having that conversation I can't even I can't even imagine it in the vernacular Sure <laughs> It wasn't that thing Imagine <laughs> So give me a call Do you have the conversation about sex and, and, and maybe we need to have a conversation That asks the question because this the spectrum is so 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 large, right? Because you can have a scientific conversation about sex, or you can have the titillating conversations that the Masangos have on a on a Friday, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. But, but 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 what is the conversation we're talking about here? Which conversation are we talking about here? Are we talking about the conversation that says you know copulation is blah 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 blah, or is like, hey come here? <laughs> well, what what is the conversation that you're referring to? So I think that it in, 
incorporates both. I think that that allowing what comes up for us around sexuality for it to be on the table and for us to speak openly and without judgment. I think that you said something before we came on air that was really relevant, that sometimes we can be vulnerable about what we like sexually, but it could it has the potential to ruin the relationship because it could be something that I really enjoy that you're not prepared to do. Yeah. So it is, it's, it's such a like vulnerable conversation to you, like putting yourself out there at the risk of someone judging you, overcoming our own judgment um, and just being open about, I mean, that's what I love about checklists or yeah. because the checklists are great. They're right. like body consenting, you know, do you like different styles of sex? It talks about contraception, men, uh, menstruation. Uh, people can get hold of me and I can send them the article. It's got all these checklist um, uh, links in it. So I think from the 10 uh, tips on how to speak sexually to people, the, the first tip is timing right do not like your hubby or your wife or even your boyfriend or your girlfriend your partner whatever come home from work and you're like right it's here's your beer <laughs> let's talk about sex yeah, baby yeah. not a good idea <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the tone i imagine yeah right? sure so, so the tone needs to be to be context appropriate right it's got to be it's got to be the timing has got to be right the 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 tone needs to be the right kind mm. of tone um yeah okay and and when they talk about timing is everything it what um what what this article actually actually suggests is that you say i'd love to speak to you about this aspect of sex our sexuality so make it more specific um with a playful tone over coffee tomorrow morning so give them 24 hours or some time to go and because people get triggered when you want to talk about sex. They're like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And that all that conversation goes in their head. Oh, what have I done wrong? What should I be doing? And that whole trigger, they get triggered. Right. And often uh, talks about uh, or conversations about sex spiral out of control because of that trigger. So sometimes it's best to speak about um uh, invite the other to come and have a conversation about sex, allow them to move through their own trigger so that and think about what they want to bring to the table around that conversation and give them time to do that. Give us a call. Um, are you finding that your conversations with your significant other about sex are awkward? Why? Is it because perhaps there is some, f some fear? Is there a, a shame factor? Uh, in that conversation are there things that you enjoy that you're not really sure whether or not your partner would be okay knowing about you yeah so maybe you, you're a little freaky right you know you, you got your thing that you like to do right but maybe you haven't revealed that to your partner uh is that part of the reason why you don't have that conversation? I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. And the timing, the tone of your conversation, uh, is it always just formal, or do you guys have the fun sort of, I don't know, uh, conversation that that ha is coded? Because it's like we, what we like to do. We we like to code stuff, right? Because we got little kids, uh, and so we'll we'll code certain things. We'll 
will say something and she and I understand what we're talking about um, um, in that particular context. And I can't tell you otherwise. So give me a call. I'd love to take your calls on that. 011-883-0702. We find that in our relationship that it's not just the deed, that the conversation is very much a part of it. The, 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 the titillation, the, the teasing, the, is part of the conversation that we have. And I wonder whether people do, and do have that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wonder how much of the relationship that we, we see out there in the world is part of a conversation, a verbal conversation about, because we start off with a conversation when we are courting, right? When we are asking somebody f- to date, we are, it starts off with a conversation at some level. Why does it stop? Why does the conversation stop? Ali? <clears throat> I think it's got to do with safety within a relationship. So, I... The safety within my relationship now is deeper than I've ever had with a man. So my ability to go and have these conversations was terrifying, but it was made easier. Um, and I think that I'm also older, so I kind of know what I like. Yeah. And, so and I don't I, care what anybody else thinks. Thinks, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if, I, if I'm going to be judged on it, then, and, and it, and it ends the relationship, then it's probably a good thing that the relationship ends, right? Because I, nobody needs to be, ju- unless, of course, I'm hurting people, then right. that's not okay. Um, but I think the most important thing is that, like, life is too short to have, like, bad sex, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and Absolutely, I- <laughs> bro. <laughs> No, 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 no. I hear you. I, I'm with you on that one. So yeah? I just, I, I, you know, I know our conversations are always really cool. They get sure. me like backflipping in my mind and really thinking, getting underneath my yeah. skin and really, I can't just come and yeah. like pump out figures here with yeah. you. Yeah. We have real, authentic, uh, uh, deep conversations. And I thought you would be the best person to have this conversation with because I think that I really, and I think you're on the same page as me. We want to empower people, sure. right? We want to empower people to say, hey, like, what is great for you? What doesn't work for you? Have these conversations so that you can deepen the intimacy. I mean, you've alluded to it, right? The intimacy within your marriage is deepened because of these conversations, sure. these playful, beautiful, sure. rich conversations that you have with each other. I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunately in that I have a partner who is as adventurous and as playful about these things as I am. But I think you're correct about the age thing. I think, I think you, you're correct about the age thing that there comes a point where you, you go beyond what the conventional rules are supposed to be and you create your own. Mm. You, 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 you really relax and you, you create your own. So I'm wondering whether the awkwardness and the inability to have a conversation about sex or even a sexual conversation in a relationship has to do with whether or not we haven't overcome certain phases of a relationship. Yeah. Mm. Could, could it be that, that the inability or ability to have conversations that are sexual 
about sex? Because I, I think there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a discrimination to be made there, that there's the conversation about sex that can be very educational, mm. uh, that can be very formal. Mm. Uh, and for me, hell, brew, go to Google, hey, <laughs> do that thing. Phonely, have that conversation. <laughs> but then there are conversations that are sexual, mm. right? And I think that that is perhaps the demarcation, the, the discrimination we need to make here, that do you have sexual conversations with your partner? Do you? Is that part of your sex? Is that part of your sexual engagement? Is that part of your intimacy? And I find that people can have conversations about sex. See, because that gives you a certain distance between yourself and the issue. You know, you, you know we have that, 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 um, that arm's length conversation that people are happy to have. And I suppose that's why people are comfortable to talk to you as a professional about sex, but can't have that conversation with their, with their partners. But I think that once it is a sexual conversation between two people, that distance is narrowed, is made smaller. And so I can see you. And I think, I think our problem is being seen or seeing somebody for who they truly are. I think that that's the, that's the, that's the problem where we are not yet comfortable to be seen in our most authentic mode uh, or to see somebody in their authentic mode. W would you agree? Yeah, I think the difference that you're speaking about is what is sexual? Like what does sex mean to me? But w And what are my sexual desires? What yeah. are my fantasies? Yeah. So the one is a hands-off approach like you're talking very factual and easy enough inverted commas to talk about but when we speak about desire and fantasy what are my personal fantasies you're right <clears throat> i'm coming before my partner or a client is coming before a partner their partner and going this is me this is what i like and are you still going to accept me yeah 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 and not only are you going to accept me but are you willing to play like i want to play yeah yeah um and I hope so. <laughs> Give us a call. The double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Do you find yourself having sexual conversations with your partner? Does that happen? Uh, what, what are the what are the circumstances under which that happens? Do you initiate them? Do you have conversations about sex? And my my, my suspicion Lee is that more people are more comfortable to have conversations about sex. Mm than to have a sexual conversation with their partner mm. because it's easier mm. I mean, it's it's like a biology conversation mm. it's like an academic conversation mm. but i think it's the intimacy that we sometimes get a little bit awkward about because i think many of us have not learned or been taught how to be intimate about Just, sexuality because yeah. i mean it's not like mom and dad are going to sit us down and go you know, where do we get the where do we get the education from? Precisely. Only on the, it's learning on the job. Precisely. So it's. So because I'm, I'm thinking about my grandparents right now. Leafy, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I shouldn't be thinking about my grandparents when having a conversation about sex, Aubrey. You should be. But I, 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 I doubt my, that it my, happened. My, my my grandparents really loved each other. I know that for sure. I I, I remember that there was. 
there was a thing. There was like a da na na. You know, when I, I'd see these two, but I can't visualize them having a conversation that is sexual. Uh, I, I can't. My mind can't even go there. I'm thinking about my parents. I can't hear them in my mind having a sexual conversation. Anyway, my dad was, you know, the kind of guy that was, you know, he was a machismo. He was like, you know, but, but I can't imagine him having a sexual conversation other than perhaps with the boys, with the guys, you know, the, that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. But, but even then it wouldn't be sexual. I mean, he wouldn't be sharing with his buddies how he enjoys having his scrotum uh, stroked. You, you, you have no idea. <laughs> What the boys can talk about. Sorry, I forget. Trust me. Trust me. The boys can have, you know, boys together can have really surprisingly open, intimate conversations about sex. Okay. They do. I know this because I'm a boy. Mm. But I think that that boys have a problem or are a little more queasy, a little more awkward having that same conversation with their lovers without being vulgar. Ah. You know what I mean? Ah, sure. Because that conversation, when it's had with the boys, is usually vulgar. Mm. Right? So when when boys are having that conversation with 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 their sexual partner, usually if it's a woman, then it... It has to have a certain respectability, a certain, mm. a certain decorum about it. Mm. And I think that particularly as boys, and this is a huge generalization because there, there are some beautiful exceptions. But I think that the sexual conversation, not the conversation about sex, when boys have it with the girl or the significant partner, I think guys struggle with that being non-vulgar. Oh, I think you just dropped the mic. Yeah, you just dropped. <laughs> but I think you. I want ten percent, bro. Give us a call. I'd love to hear from you. Double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. I think we've we've come to a point where we can dis- discriminate between the conversation about sex and the sexual conversation in the relationship. Do you have that relationship? Give us a call. Oh, double. I see, see some people are calling in and then they drop. And they drop their their line. <laughs> Give us a listen. It's a safe space. It's really a safe space. And it's, it's in the night. <laughs> so maybe the kids shouldn't be in this conversation. But is that perhaps part of the reason why your relationship is stuck at a certain phase? That maybe you can't have the sexual conversation with your uh, partner? Um, why can't you have that conversation? Yeah? Give us a call. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Lee Mansell is my guest. She is a relationship coach, and we're talking about sex, man. Hey, give us a call. Love to hear from you. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. What is your is your uh, uh, um, sort of uh, experience with your clients, for example? What when you ask them if they do say that we are feeling a little queasy, a little awkward, what do they usually say is the reason why there's awkwardness? So they're scared they're going to get judged. They're scared their partner's going to judge them. And it's not a conversation muscle that they've really practiced in life. Right. So it's, 
Yeah, and I think I think what what what's been useful in my own life and how I help my clients is when you have that dedicated serious talk about sex it makes it really awkward and uncomfortable and difficult. Whereas if you have a more playful and like the checklists make it really easy because you can have the factual sex about talk about sex, um, which will then help you move into the more sexual conversations. Um, and I think that just to remind yourself of what the intention is, you know, are you having these conversations because you want to deepen the int- intimacy in the relationship? You want to bond? I mean, you know, right? If we may use you as an example, Aubrey, with your... Use me. <laughs> your beautiful uh, interviews with your wife yeah. where has it, it's deepened your relationship, sure, right? Absolutely. And, and your ability to communicate about other things is, made, is so much easier because you've been able to traverse difficult conversations around sexuality yeah. so it builds a muscle of courage yeah. within both of you yeah, yeah. so i'm you, you, you know you know what you've just said now is so important i think the context in which our relationship started wasn't wasn't through the normal contrived process it was it was a it was a big cosmic piece of humor by God, I think. Because we weren't supposed to, we weren't the kind of people that were supposed to be together. We, we, we just, you know. So, so I think sometimes relationships are put into a very, very uncomfortable box when they come through the conventional process of you must marry the girl from that family uh, or you must marry the girl from within the church or within your culture or within your color, uh, you know, the formal sort of, we, we, we came from completely different worlds. So our relationship was almost a mockery of convention. And that continued, that, that mockery of convention continued in that it brought about a frivolity, a, 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 a funness in our relationship that allows us to get into those kinds of conversations. I think that what happens sometimes, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that sometimes when, we, when our relationships are predicated on set ways of doing things, this is the traditional customary way of doing things, boy meets girl at the church, at the club, at the, and this is how it's supposed to be done. I think it then creates expectations that limit that frivolity, that fun, that... And, and and because we met when we were really fully fledged adults, we could choose what we wanted to respect and not. So I I think that there's a big part of that that plays a role in whether or not you can have those kinds of conversations. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think also how people are raised yep. probably makes a very like how is communication honoured within the within the family system. And if kids are, are, children are encouraged to share their opinion and um, I think it makes for, not I think I can see in my clients, it makes for adults that can converse easier about difficult topics. So I, 
I, I love what you said there, mockery of con, of convention, and, and there was fun and frivolity within your relationship. And I think that's exactly what, continues, we need to, yeah. what we need to foster. We yeah. need to foster, like, this isn't about rules of engagement. Yeah. You know, it's rules. But rules. This, that's what stops the frivolity. Yeah, yeah. So more so like an opening of Pandora's box kind yeah. of thing and going, ooh, what have we got in here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got a couple of calls, and I want to read some of the messages coming through. My guest is uh, is Lee Mansell. She is a relationship co- coach. We talk about the conversation about sex and the sexual conversation in your relationship. How's that going? Yeah, uh, did it start? Did it stop? Why? Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Anonymous is in the northwest. Hi, Anon- Anonymous. Hello, Aubrey. How oh, are you? I'm very well, thank you, Anonymous. Go ahead. All right. I just played a game to call myself anonymous because I just wanted to portray that it's uh, so hard for people to talk yeah. about sex. My name is Teresa. So Hi, Teresa. For me, it's not difficult to talk about it because uh, as a child, as I, I was growing up, uh, my own mom actually used to teach me nice. about such things. And uh, if other parents would hear this, they would say, wow. All right, she used to teach me all these things, and uh, I ended up like uh, on uh, a UNICEF program yeah. uh, where we, we, we were teaching teachers how to uh, um, awareness and mitigation of HIV and AIDS. So there, there was a topic concerning sex where we had to talk about sex and call a spade a spade. Yeah. And it was really difficult for people to open up in that session because they were coming from different uh, provinces yes. and what. Yes. So it's all about uh, the upbringing uh, as partners, how were you raised? If but but, but t- t- Teresa, let me ask you this question. I mean, you're, you're a good friend of the show. You, I speak to you quite often. Okay. You, you, between you and your partner, do you, do you have that conversation? Do you have the, the, the sexual conversation? Yes, we do. We do right. have it. Right. But and and, and, and I, I is, it, is, it, is it formal? Is it, is it, is it, is it informal? How, how, well, give me the tone of it. I'm actually the driver. Come on now, girl. <laughs> I'm actually the driver because he is shy. And I am not shy because of the way I was raised. Yes. You see. Yes. So that's, that's, that's how many relationships are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope, I hope you, you break that, uh, that shell of shyness um, uh, 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 in your partner because it looks to me like uh, you, you're quite the... You're quite the adventurous one in the relationship, uh, Teresa. Thank you yeah. very much for your call. Much appreciated. What I just wanted yep. to sure. mention. Sure. Yeah. What I just wanted to mention is uh, in that program, what we 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 had to send yes. men on their own and women on their own to make it comfortable. And when they came back to report back, there were a lot of cries from the men, and there were a lot of cries from the ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the conclusion was that men are not loving enough to be able to to make sex really good. And women also use sex as a punishment to men. Mm. 
Hey, yes, hey, why, why, why do people want to punish each other with something so nice, man? Hey. <laughs> Teresa in Northwest, much appreciated. Sure. On uh, the on X, uh, Matumbe says, uh, Aubrey, for Valentine's Day, what can people do that's different due to load shedding? Candlelight dinner is now the norm, says uh, Matumbe. But let's speak to uh, Reverend Monica Mamuruti in Mapeta. Good evening to you. Hi, good morning. Oh, good evening, Aubrey. Good evening and your to listeners. you. Yes, go ahead, Mamu. We're talking about sex. Yes, yes. Yeah, Aubrey, once again. I think uh, society has pushed sex to, you know, as if it's something that is very sinful yeah. to the devil, so to say. Mm. And I think the culture that dates back from years in millennium. Mm. where when they talk about Cain and Abel, they will put that leaf in their, in their private path. Yes. And in the true sense, that was not the actual thing mm. of, you know, of having sex. Mm. So that is why even today, when we talk about sex, it's a taboo subject. That's mm. why we cannot even handle being vaginal um, mutilation and a simple thing as menstruation. Yes. Um, I, well, where I come from, church, um, culture, at least they are trying to do that mm. in their counseling for for marriage. Um, yeah, couple, couples who are about to get married, yeah. I hope. I don't know the content, yeah. but I think they're trying to talk that. Mm. But also I've realized with the social media that the younger girls, they know what they want, Aubrey. Yes. These girls, especially the, there was this, you know, this social media. Yeah, it's so graphic. You know, you see that uh, this 20-year, 22-year-old who just tell that, I no longer want you because, you know, I'm not satisfied and yes. I know what I want. Yes. So I said, ah. Oh, so it means that <laughs> everything now is coming in full circles. So they know what they want. Whether they are young, we can judge them that they are too young. But to be honest, they know exactly what they want. But I also think, yeah. Mamruti, Mamruti, Mamruti. Well, at home there, you and Tademuruti, do you have those conversations there? <laughs> when, I talk about, when I talk about that thing, I'm outside because, I mean, I sleep in a single bed. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a single bed. So... <laughs> I'm a baby when it comes to those things. I don't have experience. I can't relate. But I read and I can give them a lesson one or two. Because I believe that I believe that sex it's also mean um you know, to be bare to the person that you love. Of course, yeah. It yeah. means to oneness. Be to be absolutely absolutely vulnerable. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be vulnerable. You know, you're, 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 you, you, you don't think about other things because you are this person. I think that's how God created it to be. That Mamruti. they are. Let, let, yeah. let me let Amen. you go there. Amen, Mamruti. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs>
See, 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 here's my point. It appears to me that it's okay for us to speak academically about sex. You see? We, 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 we seem to be very comfortable with that. But as soon as it comes really close and it becomes the intimate conversation between two people that are in a relationship, people find it very, very awkward. People find it very, very awkward. So, so, so I could see how Mamuruti was able to wax lyrical about it in an academic sort of social sense. That's why I sort of uh, played that trick to just bring it back to her. The same with Teresa. The, 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 the conversation is okay to be had academically so that we have that distance between the topic and ourselves. But as soon as that distance is narrowed by the intimacy aspect, it becomes very awkward. Do we have a problem with intimacy as people? He thinks. Mm. She thinks. I think, yes, because I think that that until I had had this conversation with my partner, oh, I'm bearing my soul here. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I really and 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 the power of having that conversation and breaking through the barriers. And I'm a coach and a counselor. You think right. points exactly the point. I can talk wax lyrical about yep. the stuff, but yep. to go and actually be personal, and authentic about my own needs. That I done that the other week, and I suddenly thought, "Yo, that was very very intimate." Mm. And then I questioned. How intimate has I have I actually been in my life? Yeah. Like that felt like the most intimate I'd ever been. Yeah. And I'm going on fifty. Yeah. 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 So I do people have a problem with intimacy? I think that people that exclude conversations, intimate conversations about sexuality. And, and, and by the way, we're not just talking about sex here. We're talking about intimacy. Intimacy. Which is which is Sex is a, is is a is a is a f it should be a function of intimacy, but it's the intimacy itself that I think we we tend to be awkward about because we haven't been taught, right? Well, exactly. I mean, let's let's take about emotional intimacy for argument's sake. How do I speak about that with my partner? If I say to him, um, five love languages, L words of affirmation are something that really means a lot to me. Yeah, that that's. The function of emotional intimacy. But if I'm going to be really intimate, I'm going to say, when you say this, this, and this, that means something to me. I become intimate about what it is that I'm wanting. So I think that's <clears throat> the power of what you do here, Aubrey, being on radio and speaking to millions of people and really questioning them about how they're showing up in their lives because that's what we're here for right how are you showing up in your mm -hmm. life at the moment is mm -hmm. it working for you yeah. if it's not working for you try this because you know I, I know in my own life you know in your life there's research that's been out there that the more people speak about their sexual desires and fantasies the deeper the intimacy of the relationships yeah. and i think that we can say that the fabric of society is strengthened by the strength of intimacy within our relationships, within relationships. So I... We, you and I have to have a conversation about intimacy. Mm. Because I think that many times we have conversations about sex or the love languages and all of those things. And for me, if I could use an analogy, 
it's like talking about how electricity shows up in the various appliances mm. that we have, the computer, the iron, the, the heater. But I'd like for us to talk about the electricity. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I'd like for us to have a conversation about the nature of the electricity that is, that is, that is intimacy. Mm. Because I think that we struggle with intimacy as, as a people. Mm. Uh, particularly South Africans. Mm. We, we, we struggle with intimacy. We don't struggle with sex. We don't struggle with how the intimacy shows up. Mm. But we seem to struggle with intimacy, that, that very vulnerable moment between two people, that very vulnerable moment between two people. We, we don't know how to be vulnerable with each other respectfully. Mm. And, and my, my, my sense is that it takes a lot of work to get to that place. Mm. Um, we, we seem not, uh, to be able to have the kind of intimacy that would deepen our experience of relationship mm. more than the utility of that relationship. Mm. Does it make sense? Mm, totally. Like the into me see, seeing into me. But you can't see into me if I don't show you me. Absolutely. And I cannot show you me if I'm not intimate with myself, if I don't know myself the or Zul- parts the Zul- of myself. The Zulu language for greeting, or, or I mean the Zulu language has, has, has a beautiful way of greeting. Saubon or Sanbonan, which basically means we see each other, mm. right? And I remember watching... Um, Avatar. Uh, remember that very, very fa- famous, uh, and then they had the sequel with the water. But how they greet each other says, I see you. And that, that is a Zulu thing, Sanbonani, meaning that I am, I'm going to make myself vulnerable enough to see, for you to see me. Mm. And I want to see you, which is a very deep intimate process Mm -mm. but i think that we've formalized it and then the intimacy ran out of the process Mm. we need to have a conversation about intimacy i'd love that yeah yeah i'd love that let's talk about intimacy uh lee uh, as we close your final word be brave be brave about what your desires are and find the right time and the place and the playfulness and the creativity to go and discover being intimate on all levels, sexual, emotional, spiritual. Be brave. How do we get in touch with you, Liz? Um, on WhatsApp on 079-525-8991. And then I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook under Lee Joy Inspires. Lee Mansell, my guest today, Relationship Courts, uh, Coach, talking about sex.